Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ditch the clowns on the left. And the jokers on the right. And join Michael Smirconish right here in the middle. This is the Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. One of the most popular stories at the Wall Street Journal through the holiday weekend inspired Today's poll question at Smirconish.com, where already more than 12,000 people have voted, and the conversation's only about to begin. I am asking the following, is a college degree a legitimate hiring prerequisite for a higher paying job? The lead of Austin Hufford's story at the Wall Street Journal that led me in this direction said the following, the tight labor market is prompting more employers to eliminate one of the biggest requirements for many higher-paying jobs, the need for a college degree. Companies such as Alphabet Inc.'s Google, Delta Airlines Incorporated, and International Business Machines Corps have reduced educational requirements for certain positions and shifted hiring to focus more on skills and experience. Maryland, the state of Maryland, this year cut college degree requirements for many state jobs, leading to a surge in hiring, and incoming Pennsylvania Governor Josh Shapiro campaigned on a similar initiative. Dr. Nicole Smith is the chief economist at the Center on Education and the Workforce at Georgetown University, was quoted in the story, knows a thing or two about this subject. Dr. Smith, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. So what accounts for this trend? So what we're experiencing here is a change based on necessity. We have skill shortages, and these skill shortages are persisting, especially post-COVID. And some of these governors need to do something to ensure that those jobs are filled. In other words, it's a function of, hey, we just can't find people to fill these jobs if we maintain the education requirement. So we're going to have to loosen it up. Absolutely. And we have so many people who are very much skilled, who are very much capable of doing the jobs, but for whatever reason have not completed the bachelor's degree. So this is an opportunity for them to prove their substance. Is it being driven by earnings? Is it a function of the workers, the prospective workers, just going where the money is? That's a little bit of that. Um, you know, the, the money always has a good, you know, ability to pull you into that particular uh, uh, occupation. But for the most part, this is being driven by demand. There's a huge demand. There's uh, That demand isn't being filled, and we have to find ways of, of making sure that those people can find those jobs. 
from the Georgetown Center comes the following data point. The lifetime earnings of a worker with a high school diploma is $1.6 million, while that of a bachelor's degree holder is $2.8 million. That's according to a 2021 report. Do you think that that gap is going to close as a result of what we're discussing? I do not think that that gap is going to close. Because we're not necessarily saying that the bachelor's degree isn't worth it. We're saying that we find alternative types of qualifications that can pay just as much as a BA or even more. So what's happening is that the high school diploma is getting certificates, certifications, test-based licenses that are able to parlay parlay that into job opportunities and pay. And, of course, you have to factor in the amount of student debt that one leaves an undergraduate experience with when you say, oh, they're going to ultimately earn $2.8 million, but what kind of debt are they going to be paying off and for what duration is another factor. Absolutely. And we all know that that student loan debt is not equally distributed amongst people. Dr. Smith, there's some jobs for which a college degree, higher education, formal training, call it what you wish, is absolutely necessary, right? A doctor, an engineer, for example. But for other jobs, I suspect that when you leave me and I open my telephone lines, I'm going to hear from people, this is just my hunch, who say that for a long time we've required a college degree for certain jobs where it really wasn't necessary. Do you think up until now we've erred on the side of saying you need to have a college degree for a job? Absolutely. And I think what has you know, been driving this particular outcome is the fact that we have more and more people with college degrees. So the economy had to find a way of employing them all and making sure that those people are compensated for the length of time they spend in school. But there's a program that uh, Governor Hogan in Maryland um, uh, took up on called the Skilled Through Alternative Routes, the STAR program. And this is where they're trying to figure out what types of skills do you have from something alternative than just going to school and getting that bachelor's degree. We also have a disparity based on race, right? Black and Hispanic folks less likely to have a college degree compared with white and Asian. That's another factor in this conversation that needs to be addressed. It needs to be addressed. Absolutely needs to be addressed. And here is an opportunity to increase the level of equity in the workforce and to give those people who have who are less likely to have a bachelor's degree an opportunity to demonstrate their skill and work at the job. A majority of roles at IBM now no longer requiring a four-year degree after the company conducted a review of its hiring practices. In some of the comments that were appended to the Wall Street Journal that led me to you and led me to this subject, some say this is a dumbing down of America and that we shouldn't be decreasing the standards that we've employed up until now. There is no employer that's going to hire somebody for any long period of time who's not able to do this job. So even if I take you in and I've made a mistake, eventually you're going to be squeezed out of that particular occupation. That's not happening. And what we instead see happening is that those individuals are not necessarily getting bachelor's degrees, but they're they're getting certificates and certifications, test-based licenses that demonstrate their capabilities and competencies And that's showing that they're able to do the job and they're getting paid for it. In other words, post-COVID, you see us not resorting to the old model of 
Some pursue higher education, and it looks like a conventional two- or four-year program, but now there'll be alternatives that will be far more accepted. We're doing many things differently post-COVID, including working remotely and using the computer in in ways that we haven't before. I think post-COVID, you'll see a lot more people demonstrating their skills beyond the bachelor's degree. What kind of data do you see in terms of U.S. job postings and how often they require a bachelor's degree versus not? And, And is that number in decline? It's very difficult to answer that question because a number of the jobs will tell you what the minimum requirement is for um, employment, what the minimum education requirement is. And a lot of them don't specifically tell you a bachelor's degree, although they might want it. The better data to look at would be maybe the Bureau of Labor Statistics or the American Community Survey, which actually shows you people in the particular occupation by age what's their level of education, and that gives you a better indicator of what employers are requiring in order for you to do those jobs. Dr. Smith, if this is attributable to a tight labor market, if the labor market goes back to some pre-COVID type measure or standard, do you think the conversation you and I are having will be revisited? In other words, you'll see employers who can again impose a bachelor's degree requirement doing exactly that? it's going to be much harder for them to do that. And the reason is because of COVID, many individuals have permanently left the workforce in ways that weren't able to do in the past. We've been speaking about the silver tsunami for quite some time where everyone expected the baby boomers to retire, but COVID made that a reality. So people either left the workforce because, you know, of of the fact that they were more exposed to this disease or they've permanently left the workforce because, sadly, a number of people have met their demise with COVID. So employers are going to have to make adjustments to how they find their workers, and they're going to have to make some permanent adjustments to figure out who's skilled and who's not. Okay, wipe the slate clean, sum up. Dr. Nicole Smith, the chief economist at the Georgetown Center, the Center on Education and the Workforce at Georgetown University, most wants people to know what on the subject of employers now rethinking the need for college degrees. It's very important for you to know that your skill is what matters. You have to demonstrate what you have. You have to demonstrate your competency. The bachelor's degree is still demanded. But now the bachelor's degree might have to be held in tandem with other types of test-based licenses, certificates, and certifications in order for you to make that money. Dr. Smith, thanks so much for your time and expertise. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. So this is today's poll question of the day. And, of course, we're going to do phone calls on it in just a moment. But I want to share with you one particular comment that I saw appended to the journal story. And then you can call me and address the question of whether a college degree is a legitimate hiring prerequisite for a higher paying job. Obviously, I know for some it's an absolute necessity. Nobody wants a physician uh, who has not had at least a college degree, much less med school, right? But this was the comment that caught my eye, and and the individual identified himself, and I looked him up. He's a best-selling author and motivational speaker named Ernie Zielinski. So this is Ernie Zielinski's comment on this very subject. He said, I have an engineering degree and an MBA, but I seldom let people know about this. 
I certainly don't include those degrees on my credentials in the bios of the 17 books I have written. These are my favorite words of wisdom about education by people much smarter than I am. Robert Ringer, quote, I know of no university that teaches anything whatsoever about initiative, independence, the feeling of accomplishment or adversity, being a blessing in disguise, and a character builder. B.F. Skinner, education is what survives what has been learnt has been forgotten when what has been learnt has been forgotten. J. Frank Doby, the average Ph.D. thesis is nothing but a transference of bones from one graveyard to another. Oscar Wilde, education is an admirable thing, but it is well to remember from time to time that nothing that is worth knowing can be taught. Michael DeMontague, I prefer the company of peasants because they have not been educated sufficiently to reason incorrectly. From Life's Secret Handbook, be a learner first, a master second, and a student always. Heskin Pearson, I am inclined to think that one's education has been in vain if one fails to learn the most that most schoolmasters are idiots and Jim Rohn. Formal education will make you a living. Self-education will make you a fortune. Have we overvalued the importance of a college degree in the hiring context. Call me on this subject as employers are rethinking the need for college degrees in a tight labor market. You did hear Dr. Smith say this is born of necessity. It's not like the, I think this is important to note. It's not as if there's there's been this epiphany, this come to Jesus moment among employers on their own that, hey, maybe we don't need to ask of a college degree because after all, we're looking for experience rather than classroom training. No, it is because of the competitiveness in the job force. You know, they cannot fill these jobs with a requirement saying you got to have a college degree. Therefore, the college degree is being let go. That's what's driving it. Hence, my question of if the market changes and all of a sudden we we return to a period where jobs are, are not all uh, in such, um, well, they're they're being unfilled. Will it all go back to where we are today? This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4 
Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. You know, the lines have filled, but I just thought of the way that I, I can still do this, but I just thought of the the way that I should have Oh boy! Framed this in case anyone wonders how much we prepare ahead of time. Go ahead. It would be <laughs> what do you do for a living? Okay. And is a college degree required for your job? And I would go first, and I would say, "Hi, my name is Michael. Hi, I am a Michael. talk radio host. I have a TV show as well. A college degree is not required for either. In my role as an attorney, I have a different answer. The answer would be yes, but you certainly don't need to be." Uh, formally educated. Fascinating. Beyond, uh, you know, high school. Maybe you can wrangle these people into saying that anyway. Uh, I think I will. Tracy, I'm going to put you on the spot. What do you do for a living? And do you think a college degree ought to be required for your job? Wow, Michael. First, thanks for taking my call. But I'm really unusual. I am, I'm a retired automotive executive. Hmm. I was one of the highest ranking Americans in a Japanese company at one time living in Tokyo. So I started in engineering at the high school co-op here in Detroit at General Motors. And when I started at General Motors, almost half of the engineers there did not have degrees. And when you went to all our little suppliers, this is in the 70s, late 70s, early 70s, they didn't have degrees. And, and I think what happens in a lot of careers at one point, you learn, and, and to be honest, I almost never use my degree. I have a, mas- I have a, a master's in mechanical and a master's in um, reliability physics, and um, I don't use them. I, let me say this. I don't use them directly. The knowledge is there because I was educated, but as far as doing my job, it can be learned. Those engineers in the late 70s in the automotive industry without a formal education, that fascinates the, me. If you told, the if golden you told me age that, of automotive. Yeah. You know, it, most of them did not have, they were trained. 
Hmm. Henry Ford trained almost all right. of them were they were mechanics trained. They they had imagination. They worked hard, and um, th- that was it. And I don't know. Kids, I don't know how I feel about that. Like the structural engineer, if it's a structural engineer who's going to be designing the bridge I'm driving over, I think I want them formally educated. Well, I would too, but you know what? I think we have technology now. It's like by the time I got out, you know, out of college, I'm taking up so much of your time, but out of college, there's software now that does so much analysis. Mm-hmm. Right. So right. the yeah. engineer does one thing, and you have people that actually studied to do another. So when it comes to, like, the basic engineering work, no degree. But when yeah. you're getting into, like, the structural analysis, like what you're talking about, you can do it by trial and error, which you don't want to do that with a bridge, right? But we can do it with models. You can build a, you can actually build a model. When I was in high school, our school had a, a, a architectural cu- curriculum that actually built a house inside the building. So you could learn. Hmm. So I like it. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of fields that, that can, I, you can learn. I got, I got a roll, Thanks. and I thank you, for, thank you for your phone call. Yeah, very interesting. Kelly, you're in Dallas, Texas. Talk to me about the college degree thing. All right. Um, I'm in a profession. I'm an airline pilot that uh, does not have a degree. Hmm. Um, most airlines, up until the recent past, within the last two or three years, have required a degree, and they've since dropped that requirement with the pilot shortage. And they're finding out that there's lots of qualified pilots out there, like me, that uh, didn't have a degree. I was able to get in and uh, have done very well for myself in the airline business. But uh, it's it goes deeper than just just the business is requiring it's a, it's a cultural thing not to get personal but i went on a date one time the lady knew i was an airline pilot and when she found out that i didn't have a degree she became uninterested it was really weird the the, <laughs> the whole date changed it was like oh you don't have a de- where'd you go to college i go well i really didn't um i have some college but uh i don't i don't have a degree and it was like there's this stigma that if you don't have a degree you were uneducated. And In other words, she, she like, liked the idea that you were a pilot. That she found alluring. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But that when, I, when she found I didn't have a degree, she just didn't seem that interested anymore. And like, uh, like Matt Damon said in Goodwill Hunting, you know, you waste $150,000 on an education that you could have got for a, a buck fifty in late fees at the public library. Did you learn uh, to fly in the military? Um, in the army, yes, but they didn't the require army. a degree for the warrant officer program. Right. I mean, I, I, so. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about a pilot. If a pilot is military trained and now is a commercial airline pilot, I'm totally fine with that. Army, Air Force, whatever, whatever it might be. But I, I would have before your phone call if you just caught me cold and said, "Okay, what about a pilot?" I think I would have said, "I'm, I'm putting them in the the category of of my brain surgeon." But well, maybe look, I'm at, wrong. Look, at Chuck, look at Chuck Yeager. Chuck Yeager didn't have a college degree, and he was uh, one of the best test pilots well, we ever had, right? Okay, isn't isn't that great? And then some, right? So I, yeah. I was I, I, I took a, an Instagram photo. Thank you, Kelly. Uh, outside the the childhood home of Buzz Aldrin last week. So what about an astronaut? Very cool. What about an astronaut? Does an astronaut need to have a a, a degree? Mark, you're in Traverse City, Michigan. Greetings. What did you want to offer? Okay. Uh, like you said, my name is Mark. Um, yes. I am on my second career. I am a CEO of an adult home health care agency with the state of Michigan. 
Okay. Um, I take care of people with developmental disabilities and mental illness or a combination of both. I care for them in their own homes. I have a couple employees and I do quite well, but that is my second career. And I ended up in that because my fiance, the reason I moved to Michigan, I'm originally from Washington state. I moved out here to be with her and she passed away from cancer at 40. So I ended up changing careers and now I care for people. And prior to that, I worked in government television for 20 years. I worked for the city of Vancouver, Washington. And that's what I did for 20 years. I started out working in master control. I ended up being a production coordinator. Then I ended up doing uh, video production or video production work, being a producer. And then when I moved to Michigan, I was a news director at a local affiliate here. But then she got diagnosed with cancer and that was the family business. So I took that over and now I've been doing that since 2007. I'm sorry to hear that. For any of these jobs? I'm sorry, did you want to finish your thought? Yeah, I was going to say, I don't have a degree in anything other than life of hard knocks. Right. And you (laughs) don't think you do for any of the jobs you've had? um, You know, a lot of people do, you know... You know, working in television and such, I mean, you understand. I mean, you work in radio and television, and, you know, there's things that you need to learn. But I learned everything by being taught, and I and um, a lot of it, you know, and I took some classes here and there. It's not that I didn't go to college at all. I just never got a degree. But I took several courses in different things, you know, that they try to, you know, when you're working towards a communications-type degree. Um, but then, you know, I ended up landing this job working for the city of Vancouver, which was a great job. I mean, the only reason I left that was to come out here to be with Christine and that didn't work out, but you know, time goes by and now I'm engaged. Um, Good for <laughs> so, that. And well, I'm happy to and hear that. Say, she has a master's degree and um, you know, she works for a local community foundation. Um, she was a, you know, but she, you know, she has all these degrees <laughs> and you could ask her, she'll tell you, she doesn't use them for any of that. Um, Mark, you know, I, she ran an art center for 10 years and now she's, uh, a fundraiser. For, I'm glad. So I'm I'm glad you're you're on the relationship mended. I'm sorry about your loss. Oh, uh, it's it's okay. It's been years ago, and I I mean it's something you deal with every day. Okay, and my friend. I, that's my I guess that's my point. You do I, the best I'm, you can in life with what you got, and yes. you go forward. Well, that's a good message for all of us. Thank you for sharing it. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer 
and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Quick math, the less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. You improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move, so do the math and see how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish, netsuite.com slash smirconish. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. So on the subject of college degrees and the fact that fewer companies now are requiring them for employment opportunity. Scott in Virginia Beach says employers use college degrees to their advantage. What does that mean, Scott? Well, I uh, worked in management for over 20 some years. I'm actually retiring on Wednesday or starting Thursday, I guess, Wednesday nice. my last day. Congratulations. A- anyway, th- thank you. Throughout that time in the company I worked with, college degrees were used in a way that ben- whichever way benefited the company at the time. So when labor was tight, that wasn't an issue. When they could uh, pick from a variety of candidates, then they made it, a, it made it a requirement. And then not only did they make it a requirement, they subdivided it. So, for example, someone like myself who has a college degree, but if I did not have a college degree in business, I would then be required, I was required at one point to take business classes in order to uh, qualify for for, uh, posting for a promotion. So they'll go back to doing what they've always done, which is use it as a qualifier for selecting candidates whenever it suits them. Right now, the job market is tight and it went away. I mean, that's that's exactly what I took away from my conversation with my guest. It's because of market conditions. It is not that there's been some recognition that, hey, we've been requiring something that's really unnecessary. Uh, good luck to you. By the way, how old are you? I, uh, I'm i 62. I wasn't really planning on retiring, but uh, the, I was fortunate to be covered by a pension in the way the uh, with rising interest rates. Uh, your lump sum payment is affected by those uh, interest rates. And so if I did not retire, I would have lost a a considerable sum of money once uh, once they applied the new interest rates to my um, pension. What what is that? A pension? Pension. How do you even spell that? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's Thank, almost. Yeah, that, you're that's, lucky. That's rare. You're very, degree, you're guess. very fortunate. You're very fortunate. And it's it's funny that the Brits still call it a pensioner. You've now become a pensioner in a formal sense. Bob, you're in Pomona, New York. Greetings. What do you do? And do you think a college degree should be required for whatever it is you do? I I, I own a recording studio in Midtown Manhattan, oh, and cool. I've owned it for thirty thirty nine years. 
and uh, I don't think it's uh, a degree is required. Actually, the young engineers that work for me all had a degree. But when I started in 1976, I was a high school intern out of the New York High School intern at the New York High School system. And it was uh, something that they don't have anymore. They had a human resource section. And I was chosen to be an intern at a small studio that did radio spots for movies. And I actually met Chris Strand when I worked at that studio. Is that true? Oh, that's very yeah. cool. Chris Strand is yeah. my childhood friend who produced things I wish I knew before I started talking. So have any albums been cut at the studio that you own, or is that not the sort of recording I, you do? No, I, have an, I, have a, a, I have a studio like Howard Stern's father did. It's all audio okay. posts. Sure. I the, do, the, the, I did the late, for, great Ben I did, Stern. Yeah, I did, I did sound for uh, Doug, the cartoon series Doug and Little Bill and a bunch of other uh, cartoons back in the day. We just Right now, there's a one on Apple that's uh, called Duck and Goose, and Pullman Sound did the uh, sound for that. And that's very cool. We're doing, yeah, we're doing another one for, for Disney called Kip that's out next year. I mean, ours, I is, ours is loosely described. Ours is an industry where there is not this requirement, and nor should there be, right? I don't think so. I mean, it's really, I, I don't care who you are as long as you, you know, because every, everybody who worked for me, because it's the way I knew how to do it, started as an intern through sure. the 39 years. An intern. And I have people working for me for 14 years, and and Justin's there 13 years, and Max is there 12 years. And it, we're a strong team. That's why, how we got through the pandemic, because we, nice. we went all, we pretty much went all remote. But Ironically, we're going to be moving into a new space, I think, at Madison and 42nd that Chris actually wants to rent a room with me. With. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're reminding me to call my good friend. So thank you for that. Appreciate your call, no Bob. Problem. Thank no. you, sir. Uh, Michelle, standing by in Atlanta, Georgia. What do you do for a living? And do you think a college degree should be required for that job? Um. Well, I work in government, sort of. I will say this. I have a um, master's degree, and I've always said, um, you know, it shows employers. It doesn't show employers how smart I am or capable, but it shows employers how much work I'm willing to put into something. I think that's fair. Um, so, yeah. But I also wanted to say um, this This conversation is just is flooring me, what with um, uh, the student debt relief uh, that the administration is trying to do right now, which I'm not necessarily against, but why are we having to forgive debt, you know, when there's so many jobs out there that want college degrees and they can't hire them? Look, it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, an employee's, what do I want to say? It's a, it's a, a buyer's market. Employees are holding the weight right now. I don't think it'll stay that way. And that's why there's so much turnover because employers have not been able to hold on to their workforce. So, of course, they're going to get rid of some of the requirements because they need people. Yeah, but why do we have to forgive student loan debt? Oh, I, I think that's job. no, I think that's a, a, a valid question that you ask. If, if I'm someone who didn't who didn't go on to enhance my education and I've been working for a living and I didn't get a benefit, I'm looking at a person who didn't. I'm thinking that doesn't seem fair to me. Yeah. Uh, Michelle, thank you. Appreciate it very much. Stan in Amsterdam, New York. Hi, Stan. Oh, Michael, uh, big fan. Uh, hey now, Thanks. hey now. All right. Hey, listen, um, uh, Michael, I work for a, an outfit that made MRIs, which is a very high tech machine. Mm -hmm. And our head, our head engineer was uh, 
a Chinese woman who I got him on. She must have been four foot eleven, ninety five pounds. She was tough, and she was the head engineer, and she was a damn good engineer. I was an inspector when I retired. She took me out to lunch, and she told me she confessed to me. She said, "Stan, there are so many welders out there that can be fantastic engineers." I had gone to them many times for advice, and other engineers have gone to them for advice, but they didn't have a college education, which is pretty ironic. And just one more other thing. There was one man in our outfit who was an engineer that never had an engineering degree. He worked for Toyota in Vermont, and I swear to God, he was the best engineer we had. He had a tremendous amount of common sense, and it really struck me about the whole thing. I like all your points. The welders, they, they know where it breaks and they know how to put it back together. That's why you'd want their advice, right? Exactly. But, yeah. but they were smart guys. They were, but, you know, they of had course. no more than a high school education. But yeah, it but, doesn't mean but that they weren't smart. To, they were very today, smart. Today, if you had that trade, if you had that skill set, you're going to earn a fine living, at least in the area where I live. To be a welder and to have that skill set, to be an electrician, to be a glazer, fill in the blank, all those jobs, they do extremely well. Sonia, greetings in Cincinnati, Ohio. What are you thinking? Well, I have a bachelor's in computer science that I completed in 85, and I used it as a consultant for a long time. And along the way, I picked up even more education by working really hard sticking with, you know, one or two companies, not flying around all over the place, changing jobs a lot. And then when I wanted to have kids, I was, I had enough saved because I worked hard that I was able to stay at home with them and then start a small company. And that small company has grown to be a great income for me. It's something that I can sell in a couple of years. And all that I learned through my degree, and which was my introduction into uh, business, and everything else that came afterwards, my gosh, all that has really paid off for me. And if I didn't have all that education, I would not be running a small business so successfully. I help other small business owners all the time figure out how to handle their uh, cost analysis and uh, workflow, cash flow. And it's just because of experience, not just experience, but you know, getting that college education to, to launch me. What type of small business, if I can ask? It's a weird one. Um, I started in my home. I run a small cannery where we make gourmet preserves. And then my husband built a commercial cannery for me in my backyard that's FDA approved. Wow. Like, what are you canning? Tomatoes? Peaches? Pears? Uh, Right now, Christmas jam and St. Nick's kick every day till my eyes turn blue. If I send you my tomatoes... In August, like all those that I just can't eat that I've grown, like what could you do with them? I would make tomato jam and um, tomato preserves and sauces, like different Italian sauces, hmm. Jamaican tomato sauce. I mean, you can you can add spices to create any ethnic food you'd like to enjoy, even like a jambalaya base. I love it. I, I love that you've created that niche and that you're uh, you're you're owning it with your husband's support. That's really cool. Thank you, Sonia. It's been fun. Appreciate it very much. Sonia's comment about she didn't fly all over the place and go from employer to employer because longevity is is just not what it used. Nobody gets 25 years in the watch anymore. Reminds me that next April 15, Mm -hmm. this coming April 15, is my, your, 
Dan a little less so because he was not with us. Let's in, just pretend from he was. The, okay. It is, how about this, our Perfect. 10 year anniversary at Sirius XM. No way. Really? Well, I don't know. Check me on that. I, I think, I think so. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. No, right. Yeah. Ten Pronouncement. Years. Yeah, 2013. That is ten crazy. years. Yeah, ten years. All right, good. Do I get a watch? Uh, it will not be an Apple Watch. <laughs> it may be a stopwatch. Stop ten watch. years. There's something to be said. for I that. agree, in, especially in this business. I agree. So your job is to figure out how many years i have a timeline somewhere okay. somewhere and i know i've shared it with you in the past but not recently but your task is to figure out how long was i at our previous employer i don't mean in the syndicated phase mm. i mean at cbs okay figure out how and and i was there for years before you even though i know you like to claim credit for any success that I may have enjoyed. Oh, no, you were there. It was just dark, dark times. Dark times. <laughs> Wasn't that dark? It was so well, sad. I made it to Morning Drive. Wow. Thank you very much. So sad. Fourth largest market in the country. Very Thank distressing. You. Anyway, I would like you to figure out how many years there, mm. because I need to beat it by a day before I can leave here. Ah, that's the timing? That yes. I think Dave Gorab would be very interested no, in No, Dave's that the timing. one who put the thought in my head. He said, I want to make sure that you're serious XM longer than you were at your prior okay. employer. I'm like, okay. The best. But now I, but, but he said that when it was like year five I'll figure it out. or six, and I, I didn't you. put much thought into it. Now I'm thinking about it. You got it. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Albert's, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely their fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Superlight Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Superlight shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. America. 